This is Ed Van Ness. And I'm John Shannon. You found an encore presentation of the Taxi Stand Hour. You can catch us live every Saturday at 10 a.m. by downloading the Radio TFI app. Enjoy the show. Adios. See ya. You found the Taxi Stand Hour. On Radio TFI. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-2428, on Twitter, at Taxi Standout. From a pay phone, call collect. It is Saturday, March 7th of 2020, in the year of our Lord. It is also... No, or excuse me, 9 a.m. here at the oh, Northern Command Center studio in Egan, Minnesota. And over there in Queens, New York, at the Radio TFI Executive Tower, where it is currently 10 o'clock <laughs> standard time. Yes, it is. Mr. Ed Van Ness. Good morning. Good morning, kid. sir. Good morning, kids and kittens. No matter your time zone, no matter if you're confused at what time of day it is or what time zone you're in, a very pleasant and happy Saturday, March 7th, 2020. John, how are you today? Obviously confused like I figured I'd be. John and I had this big discussion. <laughs> John and I had this big discussion last night about he felt his intro uh, that he was all over the place with it, which he's not. He's not, and I tried to rest, assure him of this. Just do what you do every week. It comes out nicely. It's a little different sometimes, but no, Ed, no, I'm going to write a script. I'm going to, and, and okay, fine, I use a little script, although it was wrong for points. You know, I read I read it, I had an incorrect word in there for, for half the season, but okay, and I, I'm expecting John to have this nice, beautiful, crisp, I mean, he's got the greatest announcer's voice in the world. There's no question about that. And uh, how'd that work well, out, here, John? I thought you were going to sell me out for Gerald. Well, there's, you know. Actually, I didn't I didn't do the script. I got up and and had some delicious fish and fried potatoes and Brussels sprouts that oh boy. Granny Annie cooked up. So, oh, yes, I'm to hell with, to hell with the script. Okay. I was, uh, I said, okay, fine. I'm going to try this again. So. Uh, well, we're not going to sell you out for Gerald yet. Yet. <laughs> Good morning, John. Kiss my ass, Gerald. You are incredibly rude. Thank you. You're entirely welcome. So, where are we there, uh, Sunshine? Well, let's... let's well, I'm... Let, let's, I'm let's sitting get... at the Northern Command Center. That's right. In Egan, Minnesota. That's right. That's where I am. That's right. That's right. We've got that cleared up now. I am okay. uh, I am sitting on the 17.4 floor of the uh, of Command Central here in New York, New York. The city's so nice, they named it twice. Uh, 
Get let let let's start right off. I'm going to jump into this just to because I I don't I can't hold this back. www.cdc.gov, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, kids and kittens. We have audio proof of it today. We'll be playing during the show. Please, our government does not know what they're talking about. Don't listen to Pence. Don't listen to Trump. They don't know what they're talking about. Well, Dun- let me let me clarify that real quick. Now, the CDC is part is a government agency. Yes, yes, you're right. You're right. You're absolutely correct. Um, but don't believe the White House. I will. Don't believe the White House. I will give Pence as much as it pains me. Pence was in Minnesota visiting 3M here this week, uh, and actually was had no no problem standing next to the Democratic governor of our state. And actually carried on an intelligent conversation with him. Pence is doing the best with what he has to work with right now. I'm not a Pence fan. And I'm not either. But I'm also honest enough to give the devil his due when it okay, when it is indeed due. That's fine. Well, as as John has posted out there, we got so much to do today. Uh, we do. So much so that I apologize to the fans, but there will be no... Professor Shannon's Wayback Machine this week. Shocking. We got, the, uh, the, the, uh, the... I am Paul Bruchel. The crowds are just going wild outside. Well, they'll just have to take a pill. <laughs> Why don't you start out with the stocks there? Yeah, exactly. Yes, yes let's, let's do the stocks. So... Uh, let's see. Uber closed the week at $31.68, down, oh, $2.20 thereabout from 30, last... $37. $2.37 down from last, from Monday. Okay. <laughs> I do it from the previous yeah? Friday. I do it from the previous Friday. The clo- oh, okay. The close of the week. To the- this is why this is my little bit, and I've asked you, please... Just back off. Back off. You get the whole opening of the show to yourself. I don't interfere. I don't speak until spoken to. I get one little thing. Stock reports, please. It's all I have, John. Can I Can I give you one little extra? Since their inception, since Uber went uh, public, they are down $10 since they've went public. I've lost ten bucks just sitting here, talking to you. Not to mention four yeah, IQ bet. points. Anyway, Lyft, <laughs> Lyft has dropped two dollars and ten cents since last week, down to thirty six oh two. Now they're taking a tumble. They started out at seventy some odd dollars, mm. seventy eight dollars. So seventy eight twenty nine. See, he's got it. They're all. down forty two. <laughs> Next football's. Hey. Next football season, he's going to do the, the John and Ed versus the spread. He's going to do it all. I, I will be here merely running the board. That's that's all I will do. And uh, him, me, and it'll be him and Gerald. Gerald will. Uh, uh, Gerald, would you like to be the co-host? Yes, sir. How, let's audition, Gerald. Gerald, do you think you could do it? Yes. Do you think when John says good morning, John say good morning to to to, to Gerald like you would do on the uh, on the uh, open? Good morning, shithead. 
Good morning, kids and kittens. Oh, there you go. I think he's... <laughs> Overly qualified? A little bit. A little bit. He has a better personality oh. than me. Oh. You know, it's funny, though, because, you know, we've, when we've done these uh, stock reports, we've never really taken a, a look at from beginning to, you know, from the beginning, the first, you know, the initial IPO until uh, today. And you and I were on the same train or the same uh, thought train when it came to actually mentioning the fact that these uh, that they've lost as much as they have in what a relatively short period of time. They have never been up. They've never been you know, above. They've never been own. above. Yeah. No, never. Uh, was Lyft? Lyft might have been for a nanosecond, but you know nothing of any. Long enough for a cup of coffee. I don't even think it was that long. <laughs> I mean, literally, I don't think it was that long. Uh, Uber came out of the gate and just dropped. Opened the door and boom, there it was Wiley Coyote right out, boom, right off the cliff. Uh, <laughs> all right, what else we got going on? Let's uh, uh, again, you'll hear this a lot from us until uh, www.cdc.gov. Oh, what's going on next week, John? Let, let's get out that. Let's get ahead of that. You want to get it out there, huh? Yeah, I do. I'm excited next, about it. Next Saturday, March 14th, at. Oh, let's see. That would be 9 o'clock Eastern time. Eastern Daylight time. Eastern is 6 p.m. Pacific time and and 12.15 in the Midwest. Uh, We are going to have... We won't have a day show. Let me me point that out right off the head. If you tune in next week, listening for us, uh, we won't be there. We won't be there. We are going to try... Our first crack at, I would guess it. I guess it could still be called prime time. Absolutely. Nine o'clock Eastern. Yeah. Absolutely. So, it's going to be the we're going to be night drivers. We'll taxi be sitting st- on that taxi stand hour after a- dark. After dark. East. There you go. And where do you see the promos? So. <laughs> oh. We're, we're we're gonna give I, this. A, I, we were talking about this, and we know we've got some folks that. Don't get the opportunity to uh, uh, contact us live because of the time that we're on, especially for our friends on the West Coast. It's it's a little after 7 a.m. in the morning. and uh, So we're, we're going to give this a try. If it works out, we're, we, we're, con- we're thinking about, and of course, situations will change. Uh, all depends on what's going they on. They always we're gonna, do. They always do. We're going to try to do it once a month. We're not promising it yet. We'll see how this goes. Uh, some of us have already done a night show on this uh, on this station, uh, and enjoyed it very much. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes. We're hoping that some of our friends out there and some folks that may listen on the uh, on the replays uh, might want to listen live because it'll be a more decent hour of the day, and hopefully we'll be able to hear from you. So we're, I we're might talking. actually be awake. You might be. This this could be uh, this could be interesting. All right. So, what else are we? Uh, we have any other housekeeping that we want to? Well, I don't have any more housekeeping. I don't. Uh, I don't think here. I do have a couple more uh, Uber uh, tidbits. Not so much about the company, but uh, uh, oh, here's here's actually one that uh, is more company than driver related. 
the ex-Uber uh, self-driving lead, Lewandowski, declares bankruptcy after $179 million loss to Google. Oh, yes, yes. This is the guy that uh, walked away with with a lot of information when he, when he left Uber, he was, a uh, it was a big to do, uh, mm-hmm. or when he left Google, he, he stole, he's yeah, he left Google to go to Uber. Yeah. And stole a lot of, uh, information, took that information with him. I don't know if we can call it stole or not, but, uh, Oh yeah. He stole it. He, de- he, <laughs> he stole it. Uh, there is, uh, of course, there is Dara the K that's acknowledging uh, coronavirus poses a material risk to its business. Well, you know, if the stock market, uh, the stock market keeps uh, tanking uh, because of this, uh, you're just going to go down with the ship in general. I mean, yeah, but he's he's got uh, a nice lifeboat to climb on too. Well, this is true. Uh, we- we touched on a story, uh, staying in the Uber lane. We, we, we did a story about a year or so ago we, that we got from uh, CBC in Canada, eh? uh, or Global News, <laughs> or it might have been CBC. CBC, uh, we played the audio from it. It was about a young man who was killed in an Uber vehicle. Well, there's an update to that story. And uh, we got about two minutes of audio. We're going to play that for you right now. We feel it's very important. In a difficult two years since Cheryl Hawks' son, Nicholas Cameron, died in the back of an Uber vehicle. I will tell you that it has been emotionally draining. It shakes you up in ways that you don't even know about. Now Hawks and Cameron's girlfriend are suing the ride-sharing company and the city of Toronto. The only thing a lawsuit can do is name the people that we feel are responsible. Both are seeking a total of seven million dollars in damages, three and a half million each for Cameron's mother and his girlfriend who was in the vehicle at the time of the collision. 28-year-old Nicholas Cameron was killed on March 21st, 2018 while in the back of an Uber vehicle en route to Pearson Airport. The driver admitted his cell phone fell to the floor and that he had to pull over on the shoulder of the gardener to pick it up and was trying to pull back onto a live lane when the collision happened. The statement of claim filed with the Superior Court of Justice alleges the defendants engaged in conduct which was harsh, vindictive, reprehensible, and malicious, that Uber and city officials showed a wanton and outrageous disregard for the safety of the residents of the city of Toronto, and that the plaintiffs have suffered severe mental distress and claim aggravated damages for this conduct. Cameron's mother has been fighting tirelessly since the collision, pushing the city to implement a mandatory safety training course for all vehicle for hire drivers. Nicholas's death was kind of an indicator that something had to change. Now new rules are on their way, but driver training is not yet in place. So for Cheryl Hawks, the battle continues from City Hall now to the courts. Everybody's putting one foot in front of the other and trying to uh, honor Nick's memory. A City of Toronto spokesperson said they would reserve comment and Uber did not respond by Global News' deadline. None of the claims have been proven in court. Camille Karamali, Global News. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that's been two two years now, or a year well, ago, right? Year, year, year ago, and, year and a half since it happened. It's been uh, uh, been a year or so since we 
since we reported on it. And of course, what they mention in there is driver training, which our good friend uh, Christine Hubbard up at Beck, Beck Taxi has been pushing for. And they do their own driver training. It used to be mandatory uh, up there in Toronto. And, and of course, Uber came in and said, eh, we don't really need to be doing all this now, do we? And a couple of well, round paper sacks full of funny money and a bada-bing, bod your uncle. <laughs> the, uh, I, I happen to notice a story kind of on that same uh, plane. I didn't, I didn't uh, pocket it, but uh, there was at least one Uber driver that was actually uh, calling for live training, an in-class type training instead of the online uh, training that they are uh, doing at the moment. So, uh, you know, some of, not all of them are complete knuckleheads, I guess, but... Um, no, but the company... Christine's are, right, though. Right, of course she Christine's is. right. That's... We should she's make always it. right. I don't care if she's wrong, she's right. I don't think she's ever but that's, been wrong. <laughs> You're probably right. I don't. Bl- I don't believe the woman is capable of being wrong, and I am right about her mm-hmm. not being wrong. Right? Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. We've done box that up. So. <laughs> uh, seven five four eight hundred chat seven five four eight zero zero two four two eight at Taxi Stand Hour on the Twitter. Or uh, and you can call us collect from a payphone. Isn't that correct, John? Yeah, that is correct. At two o'clock in the morning. At two o'clock in the morning. Uh, it's a rather <laughs> odd time, but I'll take it. I'll take it. Well, you know, hey, if you want to put that out there, you'll answer that phone day or night. Well, you, then you better. Put, well, first there they have to go. First they have to find a payphone, and I don't know if we touched. I've on I've seen a couple. I've seen a couple of them. Oh, you know, there's few and far between, but I've seen them. There was a story out last week here in New York City that they are finally taking the last, whatever it is, 3,000 payphones that exist off the streets. Now, this is near and dear to my heart because a million and a half years ago, I used to repair payphones for New York <laughs> Telephone. It's a good thing you got out got out of that business, huh? How many more dying businesses can I connect myself with? Yeah, Payf- there you go. Payphones, taxis. Come on, what else is there? What else is there? Hey, while we're talking mm. about uh, Toronto and Uber and all that, we've got another story here regarding insurance in the great city of Toronto. And there are taxi cabs sitting idly by, including some of the great Beck taxis. So this is from uh, some. What did you say earlier? Some four hundred and four hundred and sixty-five, as of this story, as of uh, a couple of days ago. This is from March fourth. So, uh, but this okay. is this is from City News in, in beautiful Toronto, Canada. Let's take a listen to these folks, and uh, we'll we'll see. We'll talk about it on the other side. It's a sight you don't often see in the city of Toronto. Taxis off the roads instead parked for weeks, nearly two dozen inside the Scarborough parking lot and hundreds more across the GTA are currently suspended as a taxi industry says it's currently faced with a massive burden that could lead to job losses. 
this is a very bad situation for the taxi industry. And as you can see, we don't want these cars parked. These are people's lives, people's families that are at risk here. Of the over 5,000 taxis in the city of Toronto, 464 of them, including Sam Mulaney's 23 vehicles, don't have updated insurance certifications, which means they can't operate. Mississauga has 119 cabs parked, while Hamilton has 105. Moini's 60 employees and many of these drivers have had no income since February 16th because... A lot of the insurance companies today uh, have, have backed out. Um, there is a very limited market out there for us to go and, and get. Mm -hmm. So when there's a limited market and there is no market, it goes to facility insurance. And that's a huge and costly risk. That's a last resort for drivers, according to Moaney. He says the taxi industry currently has only two options for insurers in Ontario. But demand for coverage is about to grow with another 1,000 cabbies this month and a further 800 in September who will need insurance to operate. Beck Taxi says a number of their drivers have been impacted. I would suggest that this is maybe the worst I've ever seen, but this is something that is well known by our insurance industry. Provincial regulators say there are enough insurance companies licensed, saying, quote, not all 23 companies choose to offer auto insurance to taxis, and the actual number fluctuates over time with market conditions. While taxis are required to have 24-hour commercial insurance, drivers with ride-sharing companies are covered from the moment the app is turned on through two insurance policies offered in the province. Moeni wants the province to consider these hybrid options for taxis to make it more attractive for insurance companies. Is that a good insurance policy? I don't know. Um, but we're looking forward to uh, working with the province. In response to our story, the Canadian Taxi Association tells City News the regulator's statement yeah. that there are 23 insurers in the province is, quote, absolutely inaccurate and misleading. You know, I hadn't really uh, paid a lot of attention to that story. And we actually should have had Christine on a couple of... Uh, a couple, three weeks ago when I first saw her tweeting about it. I guess I didn't realize the whole, the entire picture, didn't see the whole, the entire picture up there uh, when it came to that insurance crisis. They're, they're right as far as the whole insurance thing is. is now, uh, Uber and Lyft, I don't, know, I don't know how it is in Canada, but as far as insurance goes with Uber and Lyft, according to what they say now... We all know what that's worth, but apparently, you're you're only covered uh, when you're on actually on the system, but you're not covered at full uh, at full commercial vehicle status. You're not covered at full commercial vehicle status until you're actually en route to a call. Two things, as so. as one one of the uh, taxi permit owners said down in Broward County at one point. It's peekaboo insurance. It's on, it's off, it's off, mm -hmm. it's on. And the voice on the phone you mm -hmm. heard in that last piece was the queen of all hacks, Christine Hubbard of Beck Taxi. Yes. So, uh, yes. You know, it, it's funny. Now, kind of on that same uh, topic there in Toronto, um, our friend Jafar, uh, you know who I'm speaking of. I here. do. Okay. I do. He, uh, and I think you even jumped in on this, if I'm not mistaken, we both did. But Jafar just suggested, you know, screw it. Screw the regulations. Let's just go gypsy. You know? Uh, well, I, I also... Our company... Well, I'm going to cut no, you... No, go ahead. Cut, go ahead. I'm going to cut in there. That, 
I, I, I replied to that tweet, and it's something I've talked about before. And I suggested to Yellow Cab down in Broward County when this was all going crazy. I said, civil dis- disobedience. Why should we be paying to renew permits that are useless? I mean, they're letting the Ubers run run amok. Why do we need permits? Why do we need uh, to deal with all this? And again, it comes back to level playing field. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and why should well, they? Th- they think Uber is perfectly safe. And when I say Uber, I mean Uber and Lyft. We've covered that before. Ride hail. But yeah, ride hail. Whatever. Not share. Not TNC. ride share. Yeah. Ride hail. But anyway, exactly. No, we. Why should we be held at a higher standard than Uber and Lyft? I mean, what the hell? Well, I think that's I, something that, that we've all agreed about, you know, all the way down the line here. Even long before mm-hmm. you you and I got together, uh, mm-hmm. we were, this, uh, that's that's a, a very romantic story of how we met. But, yeah, maybe next Valentine's Day. <laughs> we'll, we'll, yeah, there you go. We'll rehash that. But, I mean, that was the point I got to. I was still... I still owned my full complement of cabs. And at that point, it was the only way I saw with even a sliver of light to get out from under this. We needed to show the powers that be that, okay, we're going to throw a temper tantrum too. Uh, And look, whether or not it was a good idea or not, and the president of our company was an attorney. and But I still think it should have been at least hold everything off for a week. Let the county, mm-hmm. you know, sweat. We had cars off the road anyway. I even suggested just do it for the cars that aren't actively on the road. Nobody loses anything. Mm-hmm. Nobody loses anything. But anyway, what do I know? I'm, uh... Yeah. Well, and I've mentioned this. I've mentioned this before, here with our company. We do still have a fully municipal municipal licensed taxis in the twin in Minneapolis and Saint Paul. Our company does. Um, however, I would say that three quarters of our fleet has gone to more of a transportation service. Right. Uh, this tra- this transportation service does not sit on cab stands or does not cruise areas where f- and looking for p- uh, potential street hails. We wait to receive our uh, business, our calls, on our little tablet. Tablet's a little bit bigger than the cell phone where Uber and uh, Lyft drivers get their uh, orders. And, hey, you know, the CEO of the company is... Basically saying, you know what? Kiss my ass, Minneapolis. Kiss my ass, St. Paul. Kiss my ass, uh, uh, our, uh MSP Airport. We are, uh, you know, we are we're more of a transportation company now, and um, it's actually kind of liberating, to be quite honest with you. Oh, I can, I can just 
you're just picking up a passenger, and I'm not just talking about the medical ride passengers, picking up somebody at a residence there where uh, a cop is only a block away, and you know, they're pretty much, you know, da 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 da, thumb your nose at them. So, well, let's face it, but, most, uh, m- most cops on the beat could care less about this kind of thing, unless oh, they, but they, I tell you, they were actually, and this wasn't the cab inspector. Uh, this was cops that were for a while pulling over uh, non-licensed taxis. Now, granted, this was probably seven, eight years ago before Uber and Lyft uh, came on the scene. Oh, they were there. Uh, well, but they weren't. They weren't a presence in the Twin Cities as much. Okay, well, maybe not where you were. <laughs> yeah. Well, they used to uh, do, they used to do periodic sweeps. Uh, periodic enforcement, mm-hmm. excuse me, uh, in Lauderdale, in Broward County, only when somebody started beating the cops over the head, if you know what I mean, from up above. Oh. And you'd have a week, yeah, or, exactly. week or two of enforcement, again, pre-Uber, just cars that didn't belong in the city of Fort Lauderdale because there were separate permits for that. And as somebody who drove, owned, and operated, basically what was the highest level of permit in Broward County, we paid a premium to operate these vehicles, to have the exclusive in Fort Lauderdale. And, I mean, it was pointless, you know. Mm-hmm. And then if I, oh, forget it, after Uber, every cab, every cab from county, uh, even Dade, Miami cabs would come up and work Lauderdale. There was no, I, I mean, <laughs> you're sitting there wondering, why am I paying? This county in this city, and remember, for Fort Lauderdale cabs, you're paying both Broward County and the city of Fort Lauderdale. You're paying twice to work. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, what, what, what is the point? You know, I, you know, again, that's that's long done in the rearview mirror for me. I'm still interested because, you know. Uh, just like my heart surgery, the surgery's long over, but the scar is still there, and I can see it every day. Yeah, and uh, yeah, ain't that the truth? This still affects me. It affects a lot of people I know. Uh, a lot of people I that I knew are long out of the business. There's, there's still a few, uh, still a few in it. Not many. Not many because it, it's so hard. Anyway, mm-hmm. so. And we're going to kind of this, we're going to use this, uh, these last couple of things I have to kind of uh, merge into the next segment, if you will. You don't have to but, explain uh, it, but par- just, just go. This is, this is full out, flat out. We talk about what we need to talk about today. You told me you got a, you got a pant load of stuff. Isn't I do. that correct? You I got do. a pant load. So just yeah, start. My pocket Ooh. is full. Just, oh, your pocket. Oh, I, I thought it was a pant load. I thought your depends yeah. were oozing out the side, uh, just like El yeah, Presidente. Okay. Yeah. Let her rip, pal. Oh. We'll, we'll, we'll catch up to you. If you're not, go right ahead. I'm looking for a, I'm looking for a place to merge in there, Ed. Go right ahead. <laughs> okay. Uber and uh, Lyft are giving guidelines to help spread or help prevent the cor- uh, coronavirus spread. Uh, and I will, and I'm not going to go into that story as far as reading it, but I will say that I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Why would you? I'm. Uh, 
I'm pretty sure it wasn't the the way uh, it wasn't meant to be the way this one uh, Uber driver who charged her uh, husband a $76 cleaning fee after he coughed in the car. Her husband. So now you, yeah, her husband coughed in the car. Wait a minute. She charged, charged. She charged her husband. No, yeah, the Uber driver charged her husband. So in other words, seventies. So in other words, her husband had to pay seventy six dollars to Uber that then went to the wife. No, that didn't go to the wife. No. Would it go Is to? Is that what it's what? It, Goes to the driver. Went to Uber or the driver. She's the driver. Or the driver. She's the driver. Correct? No, 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 well, no. Well, that's what you said. This Uber driver charged her husband. Well, there, it was a woman that was that made the claim. A woman. The headline reads: Woman claims Uber driver charged her a. She charged her. The Uber driver charged her a seventy-six dollar cleaning fee after the husband coughed in the car. So the driver charged a woman who was the passenger. Yes. Because her traveling companion yes. coughed. Who was her husband. Yes. Irrelevant to the story. They were in the car together, okay. correct? Yes. Let me and, let me uh And this is why we read the stories, John. Well, I was giving you the headline first. I can't help it how you translated it. <laughs> a Toronto woman had a disturbing look at coronavirus hysteria after she claims an Uber driver berated her husband for coughing in her vehicle. It was a female driver coughing in her vehicle and later charged her a $76 <laughs> cleaning fee. That was uh, Christine... That was Christine Tucci and her husband are both employed in the banking industry and had just finished work on Wednesday when they ordered an Uber to take them to their Queens Bay home from the King and Bay Streets area. I I didn't catch where this was. It might have been even been in Toronto. I don't that's, know. That's Toronto. It is. Okay. Uh, Tucci said she immediately felt uneasy upon entering the vehicle which was plastered with infographics and handwritten notes about safe coughing and sneezing protocol. I don't think this is what Uber and Lyft had in mind when they were talking to their drivers or telling their drivers or giving them protocol um, to prevent the spread. I just somehow don't think that was it. You think Uber, Uber and Lyft really cared? They put out something just to say they put out something. Well, they're, they're independent I contractors, John. They do whatever they well, want, I, the, the drivers. I, I understand that, but I think that if more is the more this spreads, the more danger, not just Uber and Lyft drivers, but taxi drivers, limo drivers, transportation providers in general, you know, we're going to, I've already noticed a little bit of a drop in business, you know, not substantial, maybe maybe 20 or 30 dollars a day you know one or two less rides but uh i've noticed it <clears throat> well you but let's face it this this is all about common sense uh taking care of yourself 
washing your hands, www.cdc.gov. You've mm-hmm. got to, yes, take certain precautions, but also let's be realistic about it. Okay? You wearing a mask does nothing. It's not going to prevent yeah. anything. You need to understand that. People that need to wear a mask, and that particular type of mask, uh, uh, those are for the, for the health of professionals that are right up in people's faces all day long with this. They need that. Uh, wash your hands. Wash your hands for a solid 20 seconds. If you're going to use Perel or any uh, any kind of hand sanitizer, you keep rubbing it in until your hands are dry. Not two seconds and that's that. You rub until it's dry, about 20 seconds. Soap and water. Just common sense. Don't touch your face, although I can't resist touching this mug. I can't speak for it. I can't either. I can't uh, either. You know, uh, but... I mean, it's a lot of common sense. By the way, and uh, we said it last week, we'll say it again, we'll probably say it again. I will not go to a Chinese restaurant because I hate Chinese food. That should be the only reason you're not going to a Chinese restaurant. You're not going to catch coronavirus in a Chinese restaurant. There was video on the news here yesterday. Uh, An Asian man on the subway. Uh, Somebody was standing there minding his own business, riding on the train, and this guy just went crazy. You got to get off the train. You got to get off the train. Then f- and took a bottle of Febreze and started spraying it out. <laughs> what the hell is Febreze going to do to <laughs> This is where people go, go nutty because we don't have proper mm-hmm. leadership taking us through this crisis. And make no mistake, it is a crisis. But you can live your daily life. Be a little bit mm-hmm. cautious. Be a little bit prepared look if you want to wear latex gloves by all means wear latex gloves i keep i keep a box of them around i used to go through them when you know when i had my cabs i use them for painting and all that wear wear protective gloves because that's where you're gonna get it is on your hands unfortunately this Mm -hmm. thing can live on inanimate objects for a while so take precautions wear gloves wear wash your hands blah 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 but go about your life Carry a big can, an industrial-sized can of Lysol in the car, That's you know, and spray the damn happen. thing down. You're, you're just as bad as the rest of them. <clears throat> no. If you look on the can, if you look on a on a can of Lysol yes. on the back, what, yeah. it, what kind of germs it's supposed to take care of, yes. one of the things that is specifically mentioned is coronavirus. No kidding. Yeah. Oh, well, I take that back. You, no, are rede- that's, um, you are redeemed, sir. You're, oh, uh, well. Thanks for redeeming me. You're entirely welcome. You're entirely welcome. I'd rather have Gerald re- redeem me, but that's... <laughs> well, I don't know about that. Uh, Gerald's not up to, uh, you know, redeeming anybody right now. Uh, you know, it, it's... No, uh, but Gerald, let, let's see. Just, Gerald, Gerald, do you feel like... You can redeem John or forgive him. Highly unlikely, sir. Well, there you go. There you I mean, going back to the story, I mean, this um, this particular Uber driver just went batshit crazy as far as... Because uh, they're idiots. The That's whole... why, John. They're morons. There's pictures out there of guys with, with, with themselves encased in plastic and, you know, look, you're... you're, you're 
you're not in this business because you're bright, okay? You're losing money every day, and you still go out there and, and pummel away at it. And, and, and half of them don't know what they're doing anymore. Half of them. I'm being generous. Sorry. Yeah, this, this particular driver I actually was also encased in plastic. Uh, yeah, all kinds of signs, uh, all kinds of handwritten notes. You know, if you're going to cough, um, you're going to cough, make sure you put a mask on before you cough. She had a whole supply of them. Yeah. You know, yeah. May maybe that's why Maybe that's why they're flying off the shelves. It's Uber and Lyft drivers that are... And, uh, and you know what you get when you put up signs like that? You're going to get people, just because these are the people that want to watch the world burn, they're going to cough right at you because you asked them not to. So they specifically will. You and I have been in the business a long, long, long time. How many times, we talked about this, have you felt, heard somebody sneeze, and then that nanosecond later, you can feel moisture on the back of your head. Uh, you know, it's we, we've, we've all been part of it. And by the way, we've all gotten through SARS and MERS and all the other pandemics the asian flu the adriatic flu uh the 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 the, uh, the the bird flu the chicken flu uh one flew over the cuckoo's nest the chimney flu all those flus i flew to vegas once we will get through this despite the nitwits in the white house uh i don't know how but but we will yeah, exactly. Oh, you know there is a there's a list out, and I'm trying to figure out. Oh, this was from Alternet, who put out a, a piece that said there here are seven ridiculous and disturbing moments from Trump's uh, visit to the CDC. Now, originally he wasn't he, he made a trip, I guess, yesterday to the headquarters in Atlanta. And originally he wasn't going to go because he thought a couple of their workers were indeed infected. But this uh, this um, journalist from Alter uh, Alternet.org, uh, uh, excuse me, Cody Fenwick is his name, put out seven reasons to be uh, uh, a little disturbed by uh, the. Um, Trump's trip to the CDC. Well, well, uh, what do you, what do you know, John? We happen to have a little audio from Trump's trip to the CDC. Why don't yeah go first? Go ahead and put that out first. If the remaining would, lots sir. are actually being tested here. Doctor Monroe's got them as of I think ten thirty this morning, and they have to do the quality control, and then uh, if they pass, but, they but I think I think importantly, anybody right now and yesterday, anybody that needs a test gets a test. We they're there. They have the tests. And the tests are beautiful. Anybody that needs a test gets a test. If there's a doctor that wants to test, if there's somebody coming off a ship, like the big monster ship that's out there right now, which, you know, again, that's a big decision. Do I want to bring all those people on? People would like me to do that. I don't like the idea of doing it. But anybody that needs a test can have a test. They're all set. They have them out there. In addition to that, they're making millions of more as we speak. But as of right now and yesterday, anybody that needs a test, that's the important thing. And the tests are all perfect. Like the letter was perfect. The transcription was perfect, right? This was not as perfect as that, but 
pretty good. Before you go any further, John, I just can't even begin to to count the number of lies in that, uh, what was it, a minute and four seconds. And not all of that was Trump. Uh, Trump is about is about 48 seconds of it. The number of lies in there from start to finish. Lies and misinformation. Number of, number of lies began with him with the first syllable he uttered, quite frankly. Uh, they are that's not, just there, Donald there are, Trump in general. There are not millions of test uh, kits being prepared. Uh, as of this morning, the number wasn't even at 900,000. They they missed the mark for this week. They had promised a million and a half, or was it a million two? It was either a million and a half, and and that's that didn't happen. Again, he brings it back to Ukraine. The letter was perfect. I, I'm sure he meant to say phone call. The transcript was perfect. Uh, uh, where do you hear what he says about about the? He talked about the ship, the monster ship. Okay, before. <laughs> Let, let let's i've got one more here from the cdc and let let's let's listen to el presidente our leader uh, it's a very good question from my yes from my standpoint uh, i want to rely on people i have great experts including our vice president who's working 24 hours a day on this stuff um they would like to have the people come off. I'd rather have the people stay, but I'd go with them. I told them to make the final decision. I would rather because I like the numbers being where they are. I don't need to have the numbers double because of one ship. That wasn't our fault. And it wasn't the fault of the people on the ship either. Okay? It wasn't their fault either. And they're mostly American. So I can live either way with it. I'd rather have them stay on, personally. But I fully understand if they want to take them off. I gave them the authority to make the decision. Well, that's mighty nice of you there, uh, Trumpster. Well, he wouldn't. He doesn't want to have to deal with it. He, that's basically what he's saying. I don't want to have mm-hmm. to deal with this. So here are the takeaways again from Cody Fen, or Fenwick from altdebt.org. Um Number one, he says Trump arrived wearing a campaign hat to the CDC. He, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, had on his red Keep America great hat. Uh, as was pointed out in this, uh, in the audio we, uh, we just put out there, uh, Trump lied and said everyone who wants to get tested for the virus can be tested. Well, we already covered that. Uh, Trump compared to the tests compared the tests to the conduct that got him impeached. Well, covered that too. Uh, Trump cited Fox News for data on the virus, where other, rather than the administration he leads. So he got his information from Fox News. Hmm. Well, there you go with that. Trump went off on a tangent about the ratings for his Fox News town hall. Did you hear that by chance in any of that uh, uh, video when you originally watched it? No, no, uh, but uh, there's no surprise there. Remember, Mm -hmm. everything eventually comes back to him. Not eventually, it quickly turns around. It's it's all about him. And, uh, yeah, I I, I mean, he... (laughs) I, I... I don't even know where to begin 
that that's uh, I've said it before. I'll say it again. He's not a leader. Uh, George no. W. B- George W. Bush. Well, not my cup of tea. At least I felt uh, for nine eleven. Felt I, some sense of confidence. Yeah, I felt that. Okay, he's my president. He's going to get us through this. Uh, no, I, I firmly believe that Trump will go running for the hills if it gets. Uh, yeah, he's going to protect himself. Remember, Milan. While while there's a pandemic going on, Melania is out there building a new. The pictures of her, uh, well, out there building a new tennis court on the White House. This Jeez. is that this this is a priority. The new tennis court. Uh, number six, by the way, on this list, Robert Redfield, the director of the CDC, loved him said and Butch the most Cassidy. important thing. Loved him and Butch Cassidy. <laughs> the most important thing he wanted to say was praise of Trump. So now we got the director. Do we even want to trust the CDC here? He want the most important thing is to praise Trump. Well, he he sends that all across the uh, the government is that loyalty is number one. By the way, speaking of the CDC, I, I I got this this morning. the The test kits that are being put together right now there are there are test kits commercially available. Uh, uh, the World Health Organization who uh, says they're 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 the best that's going to be out there, and but of course, why would the Trump administration want to use what's clearly working and readily available when we can waste time? What Trump's trying to do is keep the numbers down. The fewer people tested, the fewer confirmed cases there are. And that's what he's looking yeah. at. Let me go back to well, let me let me do this last uh, number 7 here. By all means. This one I found kind of uh, I found this probably the most disturbing of all. Uh, Trump lashed out at uh, Washington Governor Jay Inslee, who is dealing with a major outbreak in his state. Now, Pence was there in Washington, too. And I guess he was side by side with Governor Inslee. Um, uh, Pence was complimentary to the governor. Uh Trump said, "Let me just tell. Let me just tell you, we have a lot of problems with this governor. Uh, govern the governor is a snake. Yeah, you know. Do okay. We under we understand that anybody that isn't kissing your ass, there, uh, uh, old Trumpster, is automatically on your poo poo list and is a snake or a weasel or." whatever other descriptive you want to use. But do you really think that this is the time to be calling people by name? Clearly. Or calling, you know, you know, it's Trump just can't change his script. Wait a minute. Now, you know? now speaking of merging, merging into Trump can't change his script, you know who he ultimately blames for this. Stand by. Which I just want to add, like, my... Uh, and to go a little bit further, the Obama administration made a decision on testing mm. that turned out to be very detrimental to what we're doing. And we undid that decision a few days ago. 
so that the testing can take place in a much more accurate and rapid fashion. Uh, that was uh, a decision we disagreed with. I don't think we would have made it, but for some reason it was made. But we've undone that decision. Uh, also, when people come in from certain areas, we're uh, doing checks not only at the site of takeoff, but at the site of landing. So when they land in our country, we'll also do that's if the planes are leaving from certain destinations. All right, let's let's not even get into his butchering of the English language. But who's ultimately at fault? Obama. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure as this progresses, I'm sure as this progresses, you're going to hear Trump go on about how all this was laid out in Hillary's emails. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, okay. Let, let's let's be totally fair about this. Let's be totally and completely fair about this, Ed. Sure. If 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 Trump is going to blame Obama for the rapid spread of the coronavirus, maybe we should also credit him with the fact that okay, yeah, our 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 employment uh, figures are looking in better, no. and better every week. Stop it, John. I think hey, got to be fair about things. You're having a fever dream. I that could no. be that, that really could be. No, it's only the bad stuff. Only the by by the way, if you if you see the photographs going back to the tennis court of uh, where they're doing this work, it's the basketball court that Obama used to use. Oh my house! What a what a jackass! <laughs> That's that's just because uh, Trump probably uh, falls under that category from the from the old movie back uh, with Wesley Snipes and uh, and Woody Harrelson, and I'm not talking about Money Train. White men can't jump. Did you know that they're talking about a sequel for that? For white men can't jump? Yeah, it's called Black Men Don't Pass. <laughs> oh. <sighs> Oh my! I I I, I can't you can almost, even. You, you can smell it, can't you? You can smell it. I I I can't believe. It's the combination. Oh, you're of, going straight to hell for that one. It's the combination of burnt hair, rotten eggs, and Febreze. Ah! Oh, <laughs> talk about my, stinking out the room. God. Talk about stinking you know, out the room. You know who else I I really uh, I really pisses me off are these biz, are these people I don't know if they're businesses if they are um, if they're individuals uh, but have you have you gone to the store and looked for things like uh, hand sanitizer or or um, no. disinfectant wipes nope. or anything nope. like that no nope. can't can't find them. Can't find them. Can't find a bottle of uh, Purell to save your ass anywhere e- on eBay any is, store shelves. Yesterday, eBay banned the sale of that stuff because people were, for a $2 bottle of Purell, they were charging 40 bucks. Yeah. It's, yeah. I, I, I saw somewhere, I think it was Amazon, where they were selling a, a, two, ba- a two pack of. Um, right. Right. Of sanitizer for like a hundred and thirty some dollars. Run your hands under hot water. Yeah, uh, you know it's, it, 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 it's it's unfortunate that people 
but this happens anytime there's a crisis. Look, I can remember when Hurricane Andrew hit. Uh, there were people selling bags of ice for like 50, 80 bucks, 100 bucks. They went to jail. They Ooh, went to jail, but that's that entrepreneurial spirit, spirit there, you know? Well, hard to say no to that now. No. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, man. I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. Wow, that was the fastest two hours. Two hours? That wasn't two hours. That wasn't two hours, Ed. I'm sorry to disappoint you. Hmm. We still got another hour of this. The hell you say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, before we go on the other side, let, let, let me clean up this last piece of video. Uh, I'm sorry, audio that we have. Uh, Ken Buck. I don't know. What, what, hold on a second. Let me. Uh, Congressman Ken Buck out of. Uh, out of beautiful Colorado, the uh, the Rocky Mountain state, has decided that he was going to call out Joe Biden and Bill O'Rourke. He's going to show us what a man he is. This is a quick, quick bit. I have a message for Joe Biden and Beto O'Rourke. If you want to take everyone's AR-15 in America, why don't you swing by my office in Washington, D.C. and start with this one. Come and take it. All right. For starters, uh, he does indeed have an AR-15 hanging on the wall in his office. This video came off of Twitter. Uh, For starters, it's all... I understand he prays to it. Yeah, he does. It's all prettied up. It's uh, got glitter and all that good stuff on it. But as came out very, very quickly, uh, Capitol Police said, yeah, sure, he's allowed to have that in the building because we've disarmed it. Yeah. So in other words, uh, Congressman Buck, if I walk in the office, you'll get one good swing at me with that. Okay? And by the way, you're threatening. You're threatening... uh, people by saying come on in and i'll show you you want to threaten them with a gun you ought to go to jail for that pretty much and that's 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 your republicans uh with a gun that has no use outside of military applications there is no you're not hunting with that you're not target shooting with that you're not you're not shooting bbs at stop signs ain't none of that happening ain't none of that happening. you know I pretty I've pretty much have liked the state of Colorado, but I want to know what district in Colorado put that nut job in. Uh, it's easy in, enough to find out. Of uh, Congress, well, you probably probably should. Maybe we'll do so on the break. We here, but uh, what do you got? A mouse in your pocket? Are you saying we? You said we, we. we monsieur. We oui, we. Oui. <laughs> this boy got some things to do during the break, and I got a break. I got to run. Starting in about 10 seconds. Can you believe two hours? <laughs> like that. Oh, my goodness. Like that. It seemed but like I, an hour. But you're, well, you're right, but this hour did fly by. Hey! I know that music. Well, it's that time. I've heard that music before. Yes, you have. So, I guess we'll see you on the other side there, folks. If Ed's still awake through it.
You're listening to the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI. T-F-I. You found the taxi stand hour. The worst talk radio I've ever heard in my life. On Radio TFI.
continue now ed you got to tell me because that sounded like a weird al but blotto am i right blotto blotto b-l-o-t-t-o i want to be a lifeguard oh, well there you go from the diverse uh music seller of radio tfi it was the real dusty part there. too ah, i bet oh oh by the way i did do my little research on Wait, Ken, wait, who wait. gives a fuck buck? Wait, wait, stop. Who are you? What? Do the intro. Do the oh. Oh, you just you just love this. Okay. Anyways, welcome back to hour number two of the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI from the Northern Command Studio in Egan, Minnesota. I am John Shannon. And over there doing the swan or whatever the hell he's doing in the executive tower of Radio TFI, Mr. Ed Van Ness. Are you feeling any better now? Feeling so much better now. You have no I'm, I'm no earthly idea. You when you don't when you go off the rails that far, John, it makes me all a Twitter. Sometimes all of Facebook, but usually all of Twitter. <laughs> I was going to say, you're all of Twitter just about all the time. That 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 indeed is twoo. Mm-hmm. So tell the folks, where are okay. we? What are we doing? What's, what's going on? What's the deal, Neil? Well, at this particular moment, as uh, Mr. Van Ness was uh, talking about uh, uh, Congressman Ken Buck of Colorado's 4th Congressional District, uh, him and his shiny little uh, AR with AR fifteen he had make believe AR fifteen. Yeah, okay. The one that wanted to wanted you to come and knock the battery off his shoulder type. Uh, that's uh, yeah mentality. He, he put that out there for Joe Biden and Beto O'Rourke. O'Rourke. Yes, he did. O'Rourke. 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 A rock and roll. Mm. www.cdc.gov got to get that in there that's right I interrupted you now uh, Ken who gives a fuck buck would you stop saying that please I I really don't want to it'll be uh, I I, I promise you it'll be the last time I say it oh come on that should have cost me at least 10 by the way, Gerald, are you familiar with that guy? The find one credit fellow is my cousin. Well, there you go. So they're they're against you. Any, anyways, uh, Colorado's fourth con- congressional district uh, is where he what he represents. There are seven in uh, seven congressional districts in Colorado. This particular district is is freaking huge. Oh, it's probably it covers, one of those probably one of those gerrymandering snake looking things, right? Well, no, not so much. It actually I don't know what it looks like to tell you, but it basically covers almost half of the state. Uh it has a population of oh, where was I here? As of 2016, it had 795,000 people in it. 
Holy uh, smokes. With a median yeah, with a median income of $73,000. So um yeah, it, it fits the role, I guess. So that's who that's who he represents and um doesn't really represent doesn't look like he it encompasses any part of uh, Denver. No. Uh, whatsoever. No, it doesn't. Now that's not that's not the worst uh district thing I've seen. Uh there are some in the state of Florida that literally run hun- I mean this this one in the 4th district takes up literally half the state, but that's a very sparsely populated. Uh, yes area but if you look at some of the districts and again in the state of florida you'll see that they wind their way through uh down to street level uh encompassing only the very best of who the republicans want and and it's it's sad it's sad but anyway so now we've established who he is yes (sighs) let's see what else Let's before what else get, can we do here? Let's before we get oh we got we got election stuff to talk about. Yes, we do. As as we got hear, all kinds of stuff there. As radios are clicking off all over the world. Uh don't forget next next Saturday. Next Saturday. It's Radio T Radio TFI presents the Taxi Stand Hour after dark. We will be broadcasting live, live, live at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific, and uh, nobody cares Mountain Time or Central Time. or No, I'm just teasing. Uh, check your local listings. Uh, we're going to get this uh, just just a little change of pace. Hopefully some of our good friends that, that would like to call us, but we're on too damn early, especially for our West Coast friends and our people that work at night, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, so next Saturday night we'll be we'll be on at nine o'clock. Um, soundtrack Saturday will still happen at eight p.m. and and then we'll be on following that at nine p.m. So sounds delicious. By the way, just uh, real quick, uh, I caught this when uh, I actually when I woke up this morning. Apparently, uh, a five point five uh, magnitude earthquake. Uh, felt uh, near the Mexican border. And it's only going to be a matter of time before Donald Trump takes uh, credit for that, uh, saying that was his master plan to keep the Mexicans from crossing the border uh, in that particular region. But uh, hmm. just thought I'd put that out there. <laughs> okay. Okay. By the way, I'm looking at that photo now of the... Uh, the uh, Uber driver, you were talking about last hour. I had seen that. Mm-hmm. It's a little overkill if you ask me. Uh, just a wee bit. Just a wee bit. And you can find that yeah. if you go to uh, at the Shannon Files. It'd be nice if it was also on at the Taxi Stand Hour, but John doesn't forward stuff. <laughs> I do too. I you do I not do more than you. I do more than you think I do. Every post should end. With at taxi stand hour, tattoo it on your forehead backwards if need be, so that when you look in the mirror. Yeah, it's but I don't look. I don't. I was gonna say I don't look in the mirror. So I, I can, and I can understand that. I can. I can yeah, me. Yeah. I, well, you know why? You know why I don't. Well, that's why. See, you oh. actually, you actually think I have the video on. <laughs> Frank, All right. Frankly, scal- 
Frankly, scallop, I don't give a clam. <laughs> Talk about something. Anything. Anything. Well, what do you say? We, you got that, uh, that buddy of yours. By the way, I just thought, again, I'd reiterate for those uh, who are tuned in at this time looking for Professor Shannon's Wayback Machine. We do have quite a bit of stuff yet to cover, and I just didn't think that, uh, and a lot of it's very important. Uh, I just didn't think it was really appropriate or necessary or whatever else you want to call it. So, in short, there will be no Wayback Machine this week. Aww. Hey, I understand. I understand you got that uh, buddy of yours, that newfound friend you made there with the red beard. Uh, oh, yeah. You've uh, found some more. You found some more stuff. We... Uh, by the way, uh, give, well, give us the information on that uh, gentleman, well, if you would, please. Well, it's a new segment, and uh, we, we look, we, we've always uh, prided ourselves on being open-minded here. So we're going to let uh, people from the other side give opposing opinions to to the stories of the day. And and this gentleman is, goes by is his name is Brent, and uh, he he has taken a little issue with some of the things we've said. So we're going to give him a chance. We're, we're giving him two minutes to speak his mind. So, Brent, go right ahead. Let her, let her have at it. You know, I've seen on Fox News everybody's worried about this whole coronavirus hoax. And at first I wasn't sure because I ate a lot of Chinese buffets. I ordered from Wish.com. So I stopped drinking Corona. I'm wearing my CPAP mask in public. But I'm not worried anymore because my president, still your president, by the <laughs> by the way, Donald J. Trump put a fellow Hoosier in charge, Mike Pence. And sure, when he was Indiana governor, he supported a cut funding to Planned Parenthood, which probably resulted in an HIV outbreak in southern Indiana. But he's an evangelical like me. He hates abortion. And... And sure, maybe abortion is just one of the things they do at Planned Parenthood. They do other stuff like, I don't know, screen for HIV. He was willing to throw the baby out with the bathwater so long as it wasn't unborn. And so what? He waited two days after the CDC told him to declare a state of emergency so he could, quote, go home and pray on it. If you can pray away the gay like Mike Pence has, then you damn sure can pray away some kind of great value version of the flu. He waited two days, so what? It's not like this whole coronavirus thing travels fast by coughing, touching, and sneezing. And Mr. Trump even said this whole thing's going to die out once it gets hot outside. So come summertime, like the sleeves on my shirt, this whole coronavirus thing is going to disappear. And then come roaring back like the sleeves of my Carhartt jacket come wintertime. So you lamestream media, keep riling everybody up. It's all about fear with you people. You liberals keep sharing your memes, telling me to <laughs> wash my hand, stop touching my face. You keep sharing them because I don't believe them. You might as well call me Hulk Hogan because there's two things I'm going to do. Keep saying my prayers and eat my vitamins just like Mike Pence. Now get off my property. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's an opinion oh uh, hopefully you know we may hear from this gentleman again but that's that's an opposing opinion new segment here on the taxi stand hour send your cards and letters yes 
<laughs> By the way, I, I unrelated to anything else, I wanted to swing back, do an emergency bat turn here, if you will. Here we go. I just realized, uh, what was it? Thursday, 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 Thursday. Uh, it seemed like for quite a while Thursday morning that... Uh, Uber drivers uh, were sitting there twiddling their thumbs. There was actually a a widespread uh, shutdown, and this wasn't. I I thought it was kind of weird because at a relatively busy time for these uh, pinochle brains, uh, they're usually moving around. There were actually Uber and Lyft drivers that were sitting twiddling their thumbs waiting for their next job at a time when they're actually at a peak time for them. And apparently their system actually went down for a while. Um, and the customers were pissed off. Drivers were pissed off. Uh, these were outages that outages that were reported uh, world, not only nationwide, but worldwide. And um, I had a, when I put that up on Twitter, um, that actually happens more frequently than uh, we we realize. So that that perfect system, you know, that uh, that perfect uh, app that's supposed to change the world. Oh well, what what do you say? You ready to get into? Uh, we hadn't even touched yet on the whole uh, political landscape here. Let Let's wait a moment uh, and see if anybody else drops out because they're dropping like flies. Mm-hmm. Well, let's say this. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll let I'll let you uh, kick this off. Well, they were uh, they were dropping uh, like flies, quite quite literally. Um, my girl Amy Amy Klobuchar dropped out of the race. I told you that was going to um, happen. I told you. Oh that. yeah, y- y- you did. He did. We also lost. Uh, we also lost Mayor Pete, uh, and we lost probably the biggest name of it. Even though he probably had the least amount of impact. Well, he did win American Samoa. Of uh, the one and only Mike Bloomberg. He could have bought American Samoa. <laughs> yes, he could have. He he spent close to a half a billion dollars. He could have mm-hmm. bought American Samoa. And uh, apparently him and, uh, what's her name? Gabbard. Oh, she's from American Samoa, I believe. But she still didn't win there. She got two (laughs) of the six delegates and and Bloomberg got four. Look, Bloomberg. Oh, hold on. Hold on. I forgot to mention, I forgot to mention probably the most notable dropout in this. Oh. Uh, Elizabeth Warren. Oh, sure. We were going to get there. We were gonna get yeah. that. That was surprising. That, that at how little when when it came down to it, she was getting so little of the vote. I, I, very I, I don't quite understand. I don't understand that one. Um, she was uh, she was uh, probably when it came to debate came to the debates. She was my favorite of all of them. She's that teacher that doesn't uh, hand, take, take anything and, and doesn't tolerate nonsense. She was handing Bloomberg his ass. Oh, boy. In the most recent uh, debate. And uh, 
I'm actually going to miss her in the race. And it'll be interesting to see now you basically have Biden and you have Sanders. And it'll be interesting to see if she even endorses either one of them. Right. Well, I, moving off of that for a second, what I've, I've found very interesting is, you know, people are speculating or, you know, what, what possible positions these former candidates now what positions they might hold in a democratic presidential administration. Mm -hmm. And, and they were talking about the two interesting things I've heard is Elizabeth Warren is chief of staff. But I think more importantly is if the Democrats win the house, I'm sorry, the Senate for her to be Senate Mm -hmm. majority leader. Now, now if I hope, here's what I hope. I hope the Democrats win the Senate. And as much as it's heresy for me to say it, I want to see Mitch McConnell win his seat back so that he can be in the minority again with Elizabeth Warren standing there. That's what I can want. Can you almost see her with the wh- holding the whip? Oh, I can see her with the with the wooden ruler. Are you kidding me? I went to Catholic school. That's that's what I'm counting on. Uh <laughs> I think I think Elizabeth Warren has, ha, I mean, remember the the whole consumer. Oh, I I, I can't remember what what it was called. Uh, consumer. Uh, it was she created this whole department in the government. Obama created consumer she, pre- protection. That's the one, and then Trump okay. Trump dismantled it. But surprising, this is a woman who. Uh, maybe she can't be, maybe we can't have her wasting her time being president because there's a lot of other stuff she could be doing. I'm not opposed. Mm-hmm. I'm not opposed to Pete Buttigieg being secretary of state, mainly because a, he has great poise. Mm-hmm. He is very, very even keeled, very even tempered. And let's face it. He speaks a number of languages. Which, Boy, wouldn't that be a. That would be a real nice thing to. Uh, well, it wouldn't be the worst thing. A... In... No, you're right. Wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Your girl, Amy. Absolutely. I, you know. Vice I hope, President Klobuchar. I, I know. I know you're hoping for that, but I wouldn't. Uh, you got a better shot of Michelle Obama, and that ain't gonna happen either. People are putting that out there. Oh, Biden, Michelle. It ain't gonna happen. Uh, the, the Washington Post, and I'm not going to go into the story, but the Washington Post uh, is uh, putting out something, put out a couple of days ago, why a, a Biden-Klobuchar ticket could beat Trump. Now, I personally think, and you've said this on many of occasions, a ham sandwich and a... And a uh, Kosher pickle could probably beat Trump. I'd be more inclined to vote but, for a cherry coke, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, a, a nice deli lunch. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Ham sandwich, kosher pickle. That's my ticket. I'm there. I'm there. Uh, that's I. That's who I would vote for, as opposed to, uh, you know, poopa pants. Uh, D- Donald J. Trump. That's uh, were you that, surprised? I'm sorry, were you surprised by uh, 
uh, Biden's run uh, on Super Tuesday? I was shocked. I was shocked. I mean, which this, what happened on Super Tuesday proves beyond a shadow of a doubt, A, we don't need Iowa being first or New Hampshire. B, we don't need caucuses. They're not indicative of anything. Uh, so Iowa needs to say bye-bye. If we want to do anything, we need to have a state like, we don't need to have any one state be first anymore. We got to, look, I'm done with all that, okay? It doesn't matter who's first. We we spread it out so that it's uh, 10 states once a week, you know, and, and that makes perfect sense. And uh, get some this way when the returns come in, like South Carolina and Super Tuesday. These are more diverse states. I'd mm-hmm. be too dark in New Hampshire, okay? I'd be considered a person <laughs> of color. <laughs> and, <laughs> well, and boy, and howdy, it, you'd definitely be a person of color in Iowa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what we need to get rid of. We need to rethink the entire the entire election system and get rid of this delegate nonsense. It's votes. How many people wanted this guy? Okay, you got more votes than the other guy. Congratulations, you win. Why is it on the presidential election in this day and age we still have to go to this convoluted system we don't need one this person, is, one vote. Exactly. This is not the 1780s, okay, where delegates would go and travel for three weeks to get to D.C., you know, to officially cast ballots. And, you know, they made a lot more sense back then. It makes zero sense now. Absolute zero sense. So you got more votes, you win. Congratulations. It's, it's just that exactly. simple. But... Again, getting back to your question, was I surprised? It, it, it was shocking to see how irrelevant Iowa and New Hampshire were when you got into when you got into South Carolina and then Super Tuesday with all these more diverse states. Holy smokes! Holy smokes! Well, uh, what was it three three weeks ago? A certain person who will rem- remain nameless. Uh, said that Biden had no chance whatsoever. I think that was Joe Biden. I wish I had that audio. <laughs> yeah, yeah, by the way, that was you. That was you. Uh, we, we discussed this the other day, kids and kittens. John uh, very graciously has, he brought it up to me. I didn't bring it up because I forget what he says the moment he says it. I don't keep track of this stuff. Uh, but he wanted to find this moment from a few weeks ago where he said that Biden had no chance and uh, he was unable to locate it. I personally would have loved to have put it on a loop and played it over and over. played it throughout the entire show. Right. And I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a Biden guy. I'm still, like I said, Bernie was off the list. He's not out of the running for me, though. Okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's It's unlikely I would vote for Bernie. But, you know, now we're down to essentially two. And let's see what transpires over the next. Uh, we got a long way to go. We got a long way to go between now and uh, mm-hmm. Milwaukee. And uh, 
I just when, want to when see... is the New York prim- primary, by the way? April. Uh... April 14th or 21st, something like that. It's the end of April. It's okay. in April. So, uh, you know, well, I'll get my chance. and uh, I think it's going to be all, well, all, I mean, all over but the crying at that point. Uh, well, all over, all over but the crying, uh, but in which direction? I, I ain't saying. Well... I mean, let's face it, <clears throat> Bernie is only, I think at last I heard, like 50-some delegates behind. Right. He's not out of this by any stretch of the imagination. No. There are a lot of pundits that are really jumping on the uh, Biden bandwagon, I will say that. And I think that's more of, I think that's more out of fear of what poss- what uh, Sanders could bring uh if he was indeed elected, if he was the nominee. And I personally think Sanders could beat uh, Biden, but that's only that's only one person. Or excuse me, Sanders could beat Trump, rather. But, but that's only my opinion. But keep this in mind, which I found to be a very, very interesting point. Mm-hmm. That Trump was willing to risk his entire presidency to drum up false accusations against Joe Biden because he did not... He does not want to run against Joe Biden. Think about what he put on the line. And uh, I think he knows Biden will. Look, Biden's not sitting there saying he's been perfect his entire career. Uh, Mm -hmm. But he's got a long career and he's he's got a lot of history. By the way, I don't know if you folks can hear it, but they've been redoing the apartment above me for the past few days. It's been relatively quiet till right now. It's just starting above me. So let me apologize for and that. Any any noise when we're uh when we're doing this show really gets under Ed's skin. Yeah it does. I I, I have I have noticed that. And what I, what'd you do? Put duct hey, tape on Ollie's mouth or I think he's I think he's sleeping. Good. I think he's napping right now. Good for him. Sweet young boy. Yeah. Sweet. Yes, he is. Oh my God! And every every day there seems to be something new. There will be every what day. What at least yeah. steals your car? <laughs> yeah, well, and I'll have to I'll have to sit and grin and say, "Oh, that was so cute." That was cute. He's seventeen years old. <laughs> he's seventeen years old, and he stole my car. Yeah, and he's, and he's two feet <laughs> taller than you. When, when he when he's seven feet or excuse me when he is uh 17 years old and steals my car i'll tell him to keep the son of a bitch and go out and make us some money there you go, there you go. <laughs> so anyway back to uh back to where we were um I, I i i i that resonated with me the whole you know trump put everything on the line to try to you know mm. take take biden down so I think there's, I, I, I truly do believe there's a lot to that. I think Bernie is easy right now. Bernie is easy to swat away if you're Trump. You just keep throwing out the word socialist. Socialist. Yeah, this which is most, true. And which most people don't really understand what a socialist is. You know, people are envisioning bread lines and, you know, and mm-hmm. all that. And that's where I think Bernie. Dictatorships. Falls. Right, I think Bernie falls short there, and that 
that's going to stick in people's heads, okay? Right, wrong, or indifferent, that's how this goes. Because remember, when you go in to vote, at no, there's nowhere on the ballot that says justify your choice. Yeah, this is true. You can go in and flip a coin. You can go, I like the letter J. You know, <laughs> it's just that it is very subjective. You may not know until you walk in to that booth, which I've done on a few occasions. Normally, what I do is I walk in with a sheet of paper. And generally, I've made my decisions by that morning. I'm loving life. My mm. polling place is literally across the street. There's a school across the street. Beautiful. I just got my beautiful. Little, I just got my uh, my my voters registration cards for New York State, and uh, oh, here's your polling. Holy crap! I can walk. Literally, it is literally across the street. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'll go in with a list, and that's nothing's final till I actually pull the lever, po- poke the hole, or whatever. And I'll mm-hmm. go in, because what I've done at that point, I have read all the pro- uh, the propositions, the amendments, the this, the that. I have put my thought into it. Which way do I want to go? Because And that's what more voters should be doing, quite frankly. And there's nothing wrong with standing in that voting booth for an hour. And if that's the time you're going to absorb it, then that's the time you're going to absorb it. I do this for mm-hmm. me. And, you know, because once I'm in the booth, screw you, I'm not moving you. I'll tell you what I miss. I miss the big, the big boots where you pull the big, big steel, heavy metal lever and the curtain would close. And it was this big telephone booth looking thing. And you had to, (laughs) there were little levers that you had to push. And, oh, it was fantastic. That's when I first started voting back in the, uh, in the late seventies, early eighties. They don't have those anymore. I remember, uh, I remember those. I, I I voted in a couple of those. Yeah, I missed the curtain. Oh, <laughs> so who else? The do we things have? you could do behind that curtain. Well, hey, hey. So, <laughs> so uh, who else dropped out? We've got, uh, like I said, Amy. Oh, I was going to say your girl. Will she have a place in the administration? Probably. Should she? I stay still. Where she I still say. I still say that. She not only would I love to see it, I think it is a very logical choice. Very I, logical choice for him. Well, I, I got to look at it this way. Is what, who do I want as my number two? Who like that, and I'm trying to snap my fingers here, which I haven't done in years. Like that can be number one. That, that's, that's, that's what I was trying to do. I've told the story before, and I'll tell it again. I was this close to voting for John McCain. Mm-hmm. And because of his health issues and all that, I, I, I wanted McCain. And I was willing to take the risk, because my, my rationale was, he's going to be surrounded by the best in medical care. Mm-hmm. But what happens, you know, look, the man's been through, had been through a lot, blah, blah, blah. Sarah Palin. And I just could not put my vote to potentially have Sarah Palin as well, El, El Presidente. And, and it's just that simple. It was just that simple. Well, here's the thing. with um, Now, Klobuchar, if I'm not mistaken, well, let's see. 
There was, uh, okay, there was Mondale and Ferraro. Yes. I think she was the, she was the first um, female on a first, major uh, ticket. running mate. Yeah. Yeah, first female on a major ticket. Then, of course, you had uh, Palin with uh, McCain. Right. Uh, um, you see, here's here's the thing is, is that while some people were suggesting that it could be Sanders as a running mate or it could be Warren as a running mate, uh, I think that actually at this point in time, the Democrats want the, 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 their best bet in beating Trump. They, want, they, want, they don't want to take any chances. They want to get Trump out of there, out the door. And that's why I think that with a lot of uh, Democratic voters, and there were a lot of, uh, as I understand it, there were a lot of Republican crossovers that voted for Biden. Now, whether or not they were playing games and just trying to give Trump easy pickings, I don't know. You know, we don't, again, like like you said, we don't know what what the justification. Let me cut in there. Well, I understand there were probably some twisted minds that would go and vote just to believe that they were throwing a monkey wrench into the system. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I'd be shocked if it didn't happen. But I don't think mm-hmm. it happened in enough numbers that uh, had any... To be significant. To be have a significant effect. I believe that there were Republicans out there in the places where you could cross cross vote that went and voted for uh, Biden. Or, you know, they voted in the Democratic primary because they mm-hmm. they saw, okay, they, uh, oops, we, we messed up the last time. You know, and again, it's not yeah. the diehard Democrats we're going after. It's the moderates. It's the people on the, on the edges. It's the, it's that middle ground. Trump's base, you know, uh, the, although the coronavirus may be what, what actually does Trump in either literally or figuratively. Uh, because like everything else, Trump treats this like it's a personal attack on him. It's, I wish it was, but, uh, but now when, when some of these MAGA folks see that it's their own friends and relatives getting sick, oh, and you can't get help. Why? Because your president has determined that we don't need all these test kits, you know, then it's going to hit home. And then all the things, all the things that Trump has taken away from them, and they don't realize it right now, it's going to hit home. It's going to hit home hard and in the worst possible way. Well, and here's another aspect of it. With these proposed cuts to especially Medicaid that uh, Trump is uh, uh, behind, we, uh, there are a lot of people, quite frankly, if this were, if if we didn't have what was existing of Obamacare and existing as far as Medicaid benefits and whatnot are concerned, there'd be a lot of people, quite frankly, who would be afraid, well, hell, I can't afford this test. Are we just going to let the pharmaceuticals or whoever designs these tests charge whatever they want to? You know, are we going to charge $1,000 for this test? People aren't going to get the tests. Well, I don't the t- have $1,000 laying around. Right. And then down the line, we also have the whole vaccine issue, which is going to mm-hmm. be. Uh, well, that's going to be its own little bitch. Right. Right. Now, 
I'm okay with the idea of Medicaid, uh, you know, Medicare for all. I'm mm-hmm. okay with with the, you know, the whole choice thing. Pick public a, option. Public option. Why not? Why not? Let people choose, and eventually, eventually, they'll all wind up with what's best for them. I like that. I like that idea. I, I think it's. Uh, mm-hmm. I can live with either one of them, but there's no question. Healthcare needs to be. Uh, we need to do something. We have to change how it is now. And and again, we've talked about this before. I'm living proof of it. Literally, somewhere out mm-hmm. there, I I spent four hundred thirty-two thousand dollars so that I could be sitting here spewing. I didn't spend mm-hmm. it. It was spent, but you know that was my bill to not die. And don't think for a second there wasn't a day. There was. There was a day. When I was recuperating, when uh, the finance person came in to talk to me, and it was a very short conversation, and you know, all the emotions of of having had the surgery and everything that you know, it's a big deal, and I just lost it sitting in that hospital bed. What the hell am I going to do? What am I going to do? Mm-hmm. And and well, it's true. You should not be you should not be worrying about money. If you have a sick child, a sick relative, anybody should not be worrying about money. Mm-hmm. It's you know, look, it's been said a, a, countless times. How many people out there have to have to make that decision between food and medicine? Well, yeah, because the thing is, is where you can go into a doctor's office in some occasions, or into a hospital in an emergency type situation, and they're going to take care of you or at least stabilize you uh, uh, without uh, fear of how much it's going to wind up costing. It's not the same, though, when it comes to medication. It's not the same uh, when you go into Walgreens or Walmart or CVS or wherever. You're not going to be able to say, well, I really need this medicine. Well, sir, it costs uh, costs $1,000.31. Uh, and no, you can't just pay 31 cents and hope we'll just give you the, give you the thing. So it's an entirely, entirely different, uh, with the pharmaceuticals and with prescription drugs, it's, it's a complete difference. Well, stabilize. I'll, I'll tell you what, Go ahead. can I give you just a real quick example? Sure. Um, well, first of all, with all the medication that I take, uh, every day I gain about, uh, an eighth of a pound, if that'll uh, if that'll tell you anything. Uh, one of those medications that I take is called diltiazam. It is, and it's a very strong dosage of diltiazam. It's basically a uh, heart stabilizing type medication. Um, it uh, it goes for it retails for. Uh, I believe I saw two hundred and thirty some odd dollars. Uh, now, fortunately, I had one of those uh, good RX cards and went through Walmart, uh, where it brought the cost down to sixty some dollars. And how many days is but, that? How, how many pills is that? Well, that that that's a that's a ninety day supply. So okay. I will. Uh, okay. But I I can't you know. I can't afford. Uh, I can't afford to feed my family and uh, be coming out of pocket for over two hundred and some odd dollars. Uh, 
Annie's unemployed. She gets a little pittance from uh, from uh, disability through uh, 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 a um, company that, um, well, through Voya. We'll just put it out there. But um, that, that that isn't much help. And now we're actually having to pay because she lost her insurance. Uh, we now have for all the medications that. Uh, uh, we're we're spending roughly between the two of us. We're spending roughly six hundred dollars a month on uh, medication alone. Wow. Uh, I want to I want to backtrack to a word you use: stabilize. When you were referring to the emergency mm -hmm. rooms and all that, that is by law. Every mm -hmm. emergency room, right, uh, has to treat you until you are stabilized. Now, in mm -hmm. my particular case. Uh, I went in, we went, you know, maybe one day soon we'll, I may make that an annual event telling the whole story. But for right now, uh, I, I went to the emergency room, blah, 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 induced coma, he died, blah, blah, blah. He came back to life. Spoiler alert, I'm alive. Uh, heart <laughs> surgery. Even though there was a four-week gap between me uh, being discharged the first time and then going back in for the surgery, the surgery was deemed necessary to stabilize me, which is why nobody bothered me, you know, even though I had no insurance or anything like that. Uh, and apparently while I was in the two-week coma, that was the big question every day. They kept asking my one brother who was there for the first week, and what insurance does he have? And he kept telling them, I told you, he has none. He's... <laughs> Nothing that we can find. My brother went to my apartment, tore the place apart, looking for, you know. But hmm. so you do have that. You you can't do that with elective surgery, even though it may be necessary. Uh, but no, at least when you have a problem like that, they have to stabilize you. So mm -hmm. it's, I, I mean, we need to take the whole cost thing out of out of healthcare, there's just it's i mean i go through it myself well i want to go to the doctor but i really don't want to spend 250 dollars and be told i need a specialist mm -hmm. and you know blah 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 and i'm not the only one and i'm single i don't have kids uh when we were growing up my father was a teamster so we had great a great health plan that i have no idea what it cost but i was shocked when I found out you had to pay for health care. I didn't know you had to pay. I Wait a minute. We always used to just walk into the doctor's office and get our eyeglasses and and what have you. But So anyway. Well, so, and here's the thing. If, if people, this is why this whole, why the whole idea of single payer is such a good idea. Is that you have everybody pitching into the pool. That's right. One 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 insurance company, one pool, uh, everybody. That the whole idea of mandatory participation that Obama put out there. Yes, he had to put out. There was a, a minimal fine uh, put out there for people who just said, "Screw you, we're not gonna, we're not getting health insurance." If every man, woman, and child was underneath the system, you would have. Uh, uh, you'd be able to keep those costs down 
because you wouldn't have you wouldn't have they wouldn't be doing it for the sake of stockholders you know it would be a non-profit type uh, situation and here was the one flaw in Obamacare is that Obamacare because of um, because of mandatory coverage basically handed the insurance company how many brand brand new uh, customers who'd never had insurance before and what did the insurance uh, companies do they jacked the rate there was demand they jacked the rates they jacked the premium prices there was the only flaw I saw in Obamacare uh, on a frankly. on a slightly related note I just got this tweet from uh, Noel Castor Castler the guy that used to work on The Apprentice and whatnot. Uh, he says, Trump claims to be too busy for his annual physical, but somehow managed to fit in a full calendar year on the golf course. Just saying is all. <laughs> that's just, you know. Well, exactly. Uh, so that's... By the, uh, by the way, by the way, I, again, I want to point it out. Ed's pointed it out. If, you're, if you tune in to Radio TFI this time uh, next week, we won't be there. You'll be listening to beautiful music. Or a you repeat. Know why? Or a repeat. Or a repeat. Well, that could be too. You know what? You know but, what we're gonna uh, do? You know what we're gonna do? Check this okay. out. Okay. Do tell. Watch this. So we're gonna repeat this show. Okay. You're you're gonna punish the listeners again. <laughs> Is right. that what you're saying? They're gonna, they're gonna hear this one again. But now we're gonna talk. Look, we're not here right now. Tune in later tonight at 9 o'clock. See, we're going to talk like <laughs> it's next Saturday. You, you, know what, uh, you know what that's like? I can only you, imagine. You remember back in the days of, of, you remember back in the days, it was more prevalent back then, uh, when there were, uh, during the times of um, actual voice, uh, voice recorder machines or whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, I suppose they do it a little bit now on voicemail, too. But uh, you'll hear as you're calling them and after four rings, hello? Oh, hello? Wait, wait, I can't hear you. What, what? Speak up. Oh, I'm sorry. We're not here right now. You know who used to do that? Who? You did. I, I bet you did it. <laughs> when I asked who, I said, silly me. I know who did it. <laughs> I was very good at it too. <laughs> Drove my father-in-law batty the first time it happened. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, see, I don't, I don't get that many people. You know, really, uh, for one thing, I tell any of my drivers that I've uh, trained over the last uh, six or eight months, I tell them send me a text message if there's something pro something uh, wrong. Yeah. Um, I he I don't hear over the phone all that well, uh, so if somebody's trying to explain something to me, especially if it's in a language that uh, I or an accent that I can't quite pick out, send me a text. So oh, I I don't answer that many phone calls. To be honest with you, I don't. Shit, if I get ten phone calls a week, I'm a lucky guy. We've got about six minutes. So you, do we want to okay. wrap up on the? Uh election stuff or we want to just go off into 
Uh, let's uh, again. Well, just really, I'll just make one more statement of it about it. Um, Super Tuesday, I voted for Bernie. Uh, I would I would do the same thing uh, if I had to do it all over again. But well, I will. have absolutely yeah. <laughs> you will have yeah. to do it all over again in November. Um. No, but I mean, as far as having to choose between one of the Democratic candidates, um, I have absolutely no problem whatsoever voting for Joe Biden in the general election if, if it happens, if it goes that way. And those people who still consider themselves Bernie bros, please, if if Biden is the nominee... Don't pull the same shit you pulled on uh, Clinton in 2016. Yeah. It's yeah, stupid. Question. It's silly. And look what happened. Uh, look just what don't. we got. Look yeah. what we got for it. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. look, if you don't want to vote the Democratic ticket, that's fine. Don't, you know, but don't be spiteful. If you really feel the need to vote for Trump, then of course you are entitled to it. But don't do it out of spite. My guy didn't didn't get the nomination. Well, a lot of people didn't get the nomination, and a lot of a lot of supporters are very disappointed. But you know what? This is the person we've all been through. I've been through any number of presidential elections where, for the most part, it didn't matter who was going to get in because eh, they were almost interchangeable: the Republican and the mm. Democrat. This is different. We've three and a half years now. Three years of this nonsense. Okay, we won't get into the whole bashing Trump thing because we've only got about four or five minutes left. But Mm -hmm. yeah, Bernie bros, chill out, okay? Uh, You know, and people like the idiot that brought a a swat stick of flag to a a Bernie rally the other night. I I mean, just grow up or, you know, or or get on a boat and go, go somewhere else. That's all. Did you yeah. uh, know that uh, Bernie's? Uh, did you know that Bernie's uh, family was uh, killed in the Holocaust? I saw that on Twitter last night, like everybody else. Yeah, yeah. That's unfortunate. It was, uh, it's unfortunate. Well, but then, then for somebody to bring that uh, that Nazi flag into a oh, yeah. Uh, Bernie, yeah, that's well, just you know well, that well, uh, to bring it in. Period. But then you add that yeah. on top of it, and you know. Mm-hmm. But that's what we have here. That's that's who we are. And remember, we've got a president with a pandemic. We have a president who doesn't see a problem with going to a place and putting ten thousand people in an arena. Uh, he, he, yeah. Because they're there to praise him. The NBA is talking. Yeah, exactly. About, the NBA is talking about playing games without fans in attendance. To try to help, you know, temper this. And so, oh, I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. You look, ex- you look exhausted. I'm going to crawl to the finish line here. We, we're at three minutes. Three minutes. And uh, my goodness, www.cdc.gov. Don't listen to the White House. The White House... Anybody that works in the White House has access to the White House. They uh, they don't know what they're talking about. They don't care. They're lying. They're making up stuff as they go along. 
go to the CDC, go to your state uh, health board, whatever it may be called in your particular state. Uh, Mm -hmm. Common sense, wash your hands, 20 seconds, no matter what you're using, soap and water, Purell, whatever it is, wipe your hands for 20 seconds. Uh, Try to be considerate when you cough. You cough into your elbow or or what they I've stopped shaking hands, you know, I'm doing the elbow. I'm you know, I, I don't want to. I don't like to do that, but Did, have you tried just using the the Spock gesture? No. <laughs> you haven't done that yet. That's hey. Live long and prosper. By the way, by the way, it's not that I can't. Oh okay. I can do. <laughs> It's I we're 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 grown ups. We're uh although I like the mm. foot thing. Have you seen the foot thing? No. Oh, I can't describe it. It's like something out of kid and play in the eighties, but Oh. By the way, one of the suggestions made as far as uh hand washing, scrub your hands like you were a teenager that went to a club that they weren't supposed to and get that uh little marking that they put on your hand. Scrub yeah. that hand until that son of a bitch comes off. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Inter- well, I, I've I've done it as an adult who was allowed in the club, and the next day you're trying to, you know. I hated those things. I hated those. My goodness. We, uh, very quickly, there was a Somehow bar- I can't picture you in a club. Really? Oh. Oh, the I can't 80- picture you in a club. Oh, the early 80s were, oh, oh. Oh, I lived on York Avenue on the east side of Manhattan. Oh, oh, it was. Yeah, we can't talk about that because uh, uh, that's just not. We can't talk about it in public. Let me put it that way. My 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 mm. my, my guys and I, my my pals, we. Uh, our presence was known. Our presence was known. We. We, Just like the lords of Flatbush, uh, yeah, without the cool leather jackets. But yeah, we uh, <laughs> we we went into a place with one objective and one objective only was to have a good time. And we learned a very very important lesson: don't worry about anybody else. Have a good time. Don't don't expect somebody to bring the party to you. Bring your own party. Woo! And, that, and that's what we did. And that is exactly sound what advice. Did. It was sound advice. Uh, again, there's stories out there, some true, some not true. You know, legends were made, legends fell. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, That's right. ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, kids and kittens. Sorry, Ed. <laughs> it's okay. It's a natural time to rhythm. say goodbye. <laughs> so. We'll wrap it up for this week. From Egan, Minnesota, I am John Shannon. Adios.